1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and our special guest, Cassie Garrett. Cassie, how'd you like that music there? I loved it. All right. Was it this guy over here? Oh, he- right. <laughs> <laughs> she was uh, pointing to you. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, it was me. <laughs> you guys all looked at him earlier I when just, you were talking about it. Oh, uh, no. 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 <laughs> That's the famous Chad Allen. Chad oh. Allen. Key West musician called Chad Allen. Really? He was the, the, most, the most popular most country, country music in yeah. Key West. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, that was back and in the And his band was the Coconut, Coconut Thunder. Thunder. Ooh, Chad Allen and Coconut name. Thunder. You don't mess around with someone named Coconut they named Thunder. It, they named a drink after him. What'd you yeah. say? You don't mess around with somebody named Coconut Thunder. <laughs> Who's playing at your wedding, Coconut Thunder? I'll be there. Count me in it. You know, you may become a regular here. I think so, too. I think so, too. Oh, just because she's boosting you. <laughs> well, she doesn't know it's me yet. That's Alan singing, actually. Oh, yeah. So, we got Cassie here. She works as a reporter as well for mm-hmm. the paper. So, if I understand correctly, your first love in life wasn't journalism. Well, yeah. I mean, in early on, I just had no idea what I loved or what I wanted to do. Um, so I kind of went into uh, business and got into management, which I did good at, but I had a hard time with, um, it just wasn't fun. You know, like I didn't get to do the people once I had to actually be serious and do things. That wasn't so much it. So yeah, I got into that, but I can't say that that was a love or a passion. It was a job. It was, and I was good at it. So I did it. You know, it was like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. I do this well, so that's fine. You know, I'll do this. Um, But definitely not my passion. So what made you switch? Well, uh, so I was in management with Joe's Crab Shack for about 12 years. And I had kind of grown up with the company. I started with them when I was just out of high school, when I was going to work my way through college. So everybody knows... She was born in what year? 83. <laughs> we graduated what year, Alan? 84. 83. <laughs> yeah. The old man graduated the old in 83. Man. <laughs> How's that make you feel, Jeff? Yeah. Ancient. Older than we are. <laughs> Makes me feel worse than when I got here. I feel good. Listen, yeah, I'm sure you do. Here's what I realized. It doesn't matter how old you get, like... I, I still look for like a grown up when something bad happens. I'm like, who's going to take care of this? Well, you're, you looking, at you're looking at the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. We do the same thing. Because we're look we're at me. old. We're not grown up. Right. I'm like, go get your dad. I don't know what to do with that. So, so you were Joe's Crab Shack? I was at Crab Joe's Crab Shack. And uh, just loved that company. Loved the brand. Really believed in what I was doing at the time. Uh, and then we went public. 
And once you go public in a corporation like that, mm, it's kind right. of like selling yep. your soul. Yep. So that's, just so you know, that's why Cross the Line fifteen twenty four hasn't gone public. That's, right. <laughs> that's that's why. That's why. That's I bet they're begging yeah. now. That's all it is. Yeah. Knocking oh, on the yeah. door. Yeah. Let's just hope no one gets hold of our financial records. That's why. That's why there's a password to get in the door. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I learned the password earlier, but I won't say it on there. That's okay. good. Good thing. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, um, but yeah, they would get all these brilliant people. I say brilliant, excluding myself, but from this, from our company, and they would fly us to Houston, and they would stick us in a room for 12 hours and be like, okay, let's go through this budget. How are we going to make more money? And so you'd have these top-of-the-line business people scouring over a P&L going, you know what, if we get rid of toothpicks, that is $112 uh, a month. Right. Uh, times that by 130 stores, we're going to save, you know, a hundred right. thousand. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I, and I literally just remember looking around and thinking like, this is where I'm at. Like, this is what we're doing. We're talking about toothpicks. We're not talking about quality of food. We're not talking about guest service. We're talking about toothpicks. Money. Well, now and you know why they're closing. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what? That was the way it was with everything corporate. You know, they, it wasn't that they were corporate. It was just that they were all about the bottom line and it wasn't about a guest experience anymore. So for me, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm ready. So I decided let's move back home to Indiana. You know, I was in Nebraska. Let's move back home and start our own business. Cause that was really the only thing I think that could like get me back here. They had Joe's Crab Shacks in Nebraska. Nebraska. Well, that was part of the test. That's why I went out there. It was a test market for us. Okay, we had been right. opening them up on the East Coast. I need to check. Do we have any listeners in Nebraska? Yeah. We did. I hope I didn't offend I hope them. you but. did because they are the best out there. Yeah, actually, right. we do. Actually, we do. We do. That was yeah. Montana. Aww. We have one in Nebraska. We have some in Nebraska. Nebraska. There you go. If anybody in Nebraska is listening. So we're at in Nebraska. We were in Omaha because... Omaha. Yep. No, no offense to anybody else. There's nothing past that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Well, Lincoln, Lincoln. Uh, you but know, then, you're, you're not old enough to know Mutual of Omaha's Wild, Wild Kingdom. Kingdom. <laughs> was Merle, what was it? Uh, What's his name? Merlin. Merlin. What was it? Oh my gosh! Marlon Perkins. Marlon Perkins. Yeah, right. and Jim. And Jim. Jim, the one that did all the work and got bit. It was by on. It was on right before the Wild World of Disney. This is way Sundays. back. Sunday, Sunday yeah. night. Yep. Well, do you guys know about Paul Bunyan Land? Oh yeah. No. No, yeah. not Paul Bunyan Land. I know Paul Bunyan. But. Okay, but Paul Bunyan Land yeah. is in Minnesota. Oh, wow. And if you were a kid in the 80s, you would have got to go. And it was Paul Bunyan. He was huge, and he yeah. had his little babe, the blue ox. But I think it's closed down now. It is. It mm-hmm. is. I've, I've actually, I have never <sighs> been there, but I, I did hear That's what I was going to do this summer now. Yeah. <laughs> There's something that? I know. Holiday Feel road. good about that. <laughs> also living in Omaha, I uh, came across the largest truck stop in the world. Right, it's huge. Yeah. Yes. They well, have I a thought, dentist I, in there. No, yes, they, they do. they've been beat, though. By who? In Iowa, the Iowa 80 truck stop. That's what I'm talking about. That's Iowa. You said Omaha. I meant Iowa. Okay. I meant because I lived in Omaha. Driving, driving through, back yeah. And okay, forth. yeah. That one is, yeah, that's amazing place. They have a place. dentist office yes. in there. And a hair salon. <laughs> and everything. And a theater. Yes. It's, yeah, we I used to it. stop there on our way out racing. <laughs> out west, we'd pull our toter home in there. We'd go 
So yeah. I don't know if you guys know this. Sorry, we know this, but this podcast is about the newspaper. <laughs> I, thought this, I thought this was a travel session. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good stuff. So, so well, how did you get from there? Okay, because so. it sounds like it's exciting out there. How you, how you got from Joe's Crab Shack okay, in Nebraska? Newspaper. Yeah, she went through the Iowa 80 truck stop on her way back. Every right. time we'd always stop there because I loved it. Uh, but no, we moved back home and we opened up the farmhouse uh, restaurant down in Metamora, oh, and we wow. did that yeah, yeah, for yeah. five I didn't even years. put that together. I missed that complete oh, connection. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that was you. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, um, and and my family. And we absolutely just loved it. And and it's funny because we came home and I and I did that. But now looking back, you know, I could have never imagined that I would end up at the newspaper. But without the farmhouse, I could have never walked into the newspaper and been able to be accepted or fit in or get stories because I knew everybody from there. And we right, made these right. wonderful connections, you know, because they were yeah. like, for us, it was like family. They would right. come in on Sunday morning and like, their orders would get started late if I was out there talking to them, you know, or if the baby was crying, it was like pass her around in the dining room. So I really got to know people. So then when I went to the newspaper, it was like, who can cover this story? And I'm like, I know them, you know, or I know them. So that it, it just worked out exactly as it should. So it was and meant it was to a be. nice experience. Yeah. And the restaurant's now closed, right? Right. Okay. We closed it uh, a year ago without any plans of what we were going to do, which when you look at it now, I mean, with COVID that was and everything. A blessing, probably. Right? another yeah we wouldn't have made it through that um and we at at the time we were deciding either we were going to expand or we were going to close because we were at that point where we were just working our business which is great right you were dollar yeah dollar for dollar right but you're working it and i felt like there we could never expand it to be something that i would leave my kids that they weren't going to just have to work you know i mean i want it to be fruitful for their labor um so at that point it was like we need to either get out of metamore and expand or go a different path. We tried to get a place in Brookville, and when that didn't work out, I just said, you know what? I think it's time. I think we've served our time here. Let's move on. Thank God my husband's used to me. He says, uh, (laughs) well, all right. You know, I mean, usually it's like I switch the kitchen and living room today. We close our business down. But um, so he was like, you know what? What what, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. You got to get a job because I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, you know? And uh, he says... Okay, so uh, long story short, he did get a job. I was gonna be a stay-at-home mom for a couple weeks, and uh, my second week, I went to work at the sale barn with uh, Paul White. gave me a call. She said, "Cass, can you come down? You know, we're short on help. We need some help in the kitchen, and I know you're familiar with it." And I said, "Sure, I, I love to. I love the sale barn." So I went on down, and Andy was there, and she said. Hey, Mick Wills at the chamber said they're looking for someone to write, you know, just from like the local areas like Metamora. You ought to do that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to because I'd written a book at this point, but I'd never written for like a newspaper or anything. Um, so I reached out to Mick. Mick sent me straight to Brian. And uh, <laughs> poor Brian, I was like, I'd like to write for the paper. Blah. And he's like, okay, that sounds good. And then it was like word vomit. Like I'm telling him all these ideas I have and all these stories I want to write like that day, you know. <laughs> so you would work. Well, that's pretty much what we do that's on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, that's, I mean, it was like, okay, this is it. And Brian's used to me like ever since then. He, he gets it. But uh, he knows that no means yes to me, you know, and, and yes means yes too. So it's just... Yeah. So just say yes. yes. Yeah, just yes. But um, so then uh, I I talked to Brian, and by the end of the weekend, he's like, okay, we got to meet. He says, I'm on my way back to Indianapolis. 
uh, from Brookville, and uh, I'll have my wife and my son, but they don't mind it to stop at McDonald's. I could just sit down with you and meet you real quick, go on about my way. So I say, sure, get over there, and uh, you know how they say it, the rest is history. I mean, we just hit it off. I talked way too much, like I always do. I gave him my book, and um, he said, by the end of the conversation, he said, what do we gotta do to get you to come work for us? And I said, well, that's easy, you know, I'm in. And uh, it was literally after that, it was just, uh, everything just went so fast and, and so good, but it just all worked out exactly how it was meant to be. So, so what got you into writing? Well, I, you know, that's, it's one of those things in life that's hard for me to talk about because it really was just a gift for me and a passion. It wasn't anything that was ever, you know, I was always in honors English, but not because I tried. I I was not a schoolgirl. You know, I went for the social life, not at all to learn anything, you know, (laughs) it's like, I got a D plus, I passed it. I'm out of there. So, you know, for me, it was just always a passion and really, um, my faith too. I, I had gone on some uh, mission trips, and when I came back, I I just was different, and I had really just did a lot of writing at that time. So my my book that I wrote was actually a devotional book of kind of short stories. So I was more of a storyteller, you know, than anything. So. Okay. What's the name of your book? Uh, it's called My Life Verses for Your Everyday Life. Right. No, if you guys ever write a book, you want a much shorter title than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Learn that the hard way. So I'm big in editing. So how about my life versus? There you go. There you go. Versus. See, I wish you would have been around for that. Well, you could <laughs> maybe a second edition. Second edition. Second edition. Yeah, we could change it. So. Is it available for folks? To it buy? is. Yeah, it's still online. It's in all the major bookstores. All of Amazon? that. Amazon. Yep, you can find it on there. But it's just basically about, you know, how God has been with me every in my everyday life. It's not. It's nothing fancy. It's really not um, that special. I didn't get struck by lightning and be like, you know, I've seen the light. Like that's it. You know, I still nothing really changed for me so that's kind of what it's about it's about you know a lot of things change but how my day-to-day life didn't change right you know just meets you where you're at kind of right. thing right yeah we, we could we could do a whole other podcast on that that's so. right that's another time so what's been the most rewarding thing about writing for the newspaper you know i had no idea how i mean i knew how smart the people were that wrote our constitution but i had no idea you know when you thought about real journalism and what that means to your community and to our government and to our whole foundation of who we are it is a huge wonderful beautiful responsibility and and so you got chills you've just become our biggest (laughs) i've got chills listen to what you just said yeah so unfortunately I, i we we never like to be political on here but the majority of the press don't feel the same right. way right well and that's the thing with, with me um since i've been writing in the short year i've been called a socialist and a um also it what they didn't just say conservative but something oh it was uh, i was trying to spin the the primaries for the republican party and you know and i take that as a huge compliment because You've been thrown both ways yeah. been thrown on right. both if you sides think of i'm yeah. a socialist and you think i'm a, a staunch conservative wow that's great <laughs> yeah and all you're doing is explaining is explaining it. yeah that's all exactly. you're that, that, that's, yeah that kind of means you did your job right. right and that's how i feel and so and that's that's been my goal all along is for no one to know what my political affiliations are because i feel like you kind of give that up when you go into journalism you know all of a right. sudden yeah. your opinions for your husband at home but not necessarily so much for the paper already. right and i uh, you know again um, unfortunately like when you go 
again, to our founding fathers. Yeah. That was the idea. That was the idea. And unfortunately, in the in the national spotlight, that right. has changed so drastically. Absolutely. It's, it's very unfortunate it for yeah, so everyone. Growing up, it didn't matter what news venue we used, whether it was newspaper, whether it was TV, everything was down the middle. You Pretty didn't black and yes. white. Black, you know, is well. Here, here's so here's this. Here's kind of the way I put it. So I talk about like if you look at nighttime television shows, The Tonight Show. So these guys are very political. Right. So I I go back to when I was a kid. You wouldn't remember because you were only born. <laughs> you don't even remember Johnny Carson. Johnny, Johnny I do. Carson. See, so, I saw reruns. So <laughs> the thing the thing about Johnny Carson, he could come out and give it a, give a monologue, and at the end of the thing, you wouldn't be able to tell which political right. side he was right. on right. because he he. Played everybody, you know. He 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 made fun of everyone That's right. equally, yeah. That's right? And unfortunately, even when you try to just go to enjoy and relax and get away from all that, it still gets thrown back yet in a political perspective. Right. And um, and I'll, I'll even say, even to our sports now, you can't yeah. sit down and watch your sports and no. just enjoy it for right. the sports anymore. So it's we, unfortunate. So so it's really the, refreshing. It's really, I think, really refreshing to hear you. Right. And again, it comes back to this little local newspaper right. and and the grassroots, what I call the grassroots of of um, living in, in this country. You're right. That's right, you know? exactly right. I, I can't say enough that just, you know, when you look at what journalism was meant to be and you have people that they're working, you know, whether it was in the factory or whether they're serving overseas or wh- whatever their job was in America... But, but my job is to tell you what's important. You know, my job right. is to go to those town council meetings for you because you have kids, right. you have responsibilities, you have things that you need to do. So I need to go and I need to decipher what you need to hear about and just tell you the truth and then give you all the facts and resources you need to make an educated decision. Right. You know, at the end of the day, I just want the community's decision to be educated. Right. You know, right. that they had right. the tools they needed, that they could find it. And you know what else? Who, who else in the world cares about five generations in Franklin County. Nobody. Right. But we do. We do. Right. right. We do. You well, know, the Associated Press, you yeah. can't get that on there, but you no. can get it in my page. You know, like, well, that. that's what we got to do. I, I love your page. You've been doing a page about histories. Yes. Yeah. And lost, so... Lost... Forgotten uh, Franklin County. So... Yeah, it's great. We go to Creekside Church, which is in Clemmie's Corn, Indiana. Right? So there was, there was George Clemmie, who... Mm-hmm. That's the... That family founded that town. Uh, I mean, we That's knew the right. story that That's you know right. he came home had um, flu. Spanish flu, World War One, and uh, came home you know after he was discharged a couple of days and died from it. Right. Uh, you know, most people don't know all that history. Right. That was what last week's paper. Last week's paper. I, I look at like, it. I'm like, is, there's George Clemmy. I'm like, you know, 99.9 percent of the people that read that paper have no idea who George Clemmy is. Absolutely. But we do. I mean. He founded, it's a, it's a, a blip on the map now, but right. he founded the town of Clint. His family did. The, yeah. cross town of, the, the crossroads. crossroads in Clemmie's Corner. Clemmie's Corner, yeah. And it, it's just great for somebody to bring that right. back. Well, People know about it. That's right. right, and it's history. I mean, this is our our history, right. you know, right here in Franklin County of, of what's happened. And, you know, somewhere along the way, we forgot 
those um, principles and those those just kind of those moral convictions that you have about doing the right thing. I remember when I first started at the paper, it was like um, our community calendar had like two events, you know, and I'm like, why do we only have two events? Well, it cost $25 to put it in there. Well, who in the hell is going to spend $25 to put something in our print paper? Right. You know, when you can go online and create you, a Facebook page hey, and hold hey, it right Table now. 23, did you see, did you hear what she said? Dodie did. She turned around. I saw her turn around. <laughs> Dodie, has, Dodie has a phrase. Dodie, what's that phrase? Oh, I heard that over there. Trust me. Yeah, you were you were playing cards over there. Yeah, I beat the, the first round. <laughs> oh, she, oh, you Don't beat Dodie? Kind of Dodie? Oh, oh, heck yeah, we're going to rub it in. The only one I'm scared of when I beat her. <laughs> I was like, oh. She had her eye on me, too. But, um. I, I got to tell you. I'm going to tell, tell you something. She's not the only one over there to be scared of. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, that like, makes me real uh, nervous, there's four of them over there. Be careful. Oh, come on. I asked them. I said, tell me what. Here's my question. When do the girls do, like, a podcast that we've, they run? We've off. off and you guys well, said, we had them in. Yeah, we've had them in. Not have them in. Oh, like, had their own? you guys were out. Well, and they're in. Well, yeah, right yeah. on the bottom line, there says common mans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm all for that. How about the hey, common man's we women? No. We've tried to we'll get them involved. We'll, they're not too nah, much. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll get them up here. They're very supportive, though. They're, they're so great. I mean, I just are. think they have a lot of good stuff to say. I enjoyed it over there. I think it, I think it can happen. <laughs> I'm thinking... You know what? I I'm need, thinking you and your husband need to be here more often, probably. I agree. Yeah. We'll get you yeah. up on a podcast, Listen, both of you. He'll drive me nuts because yeah. he'll love it so much. And he'll just, you know what I mean? He'll just love you guys. And, oh, you guys like him better than me. All that, you know. I always say, like, Can't people like who? me. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Who was that lady that worked for the paper that exactly. used to be on here? They'll be like, but man, her husband, Nate Garrett, he's a hell of a guy. You know, it's like. So I got to tell you, it is a, a breath of fresh air. Yep. Into Days journalism to hear you speak quite Abs- quite honestly. Oh wow! Um, it is hard. It's it's funny because I, on the way home from work, I stopped and actually talked to somebody that was doing work on our church. Right. And uh, not to get into politics, but you know, he's like, you know, you just can't believe what's being said anymore. Right. One way or the other. Right. And then he said, I thought there was some sort of unwritten rule that only the truth was told. That's right. And he goes, what I've realized is that's not the case at all. Right. Um, so it's great to hear uh, that you're striving for that. Well, so I think that somewhere along the way we forgot that, you know, the truth in our community here. is good enough. Now, you know, it's like we thought... You saw these hometown newspapers go from five generations, and this person, they've been married 70 years, and, you know, I watched her in elementary school. Like, we forgot about, it about makes me cry, but it's like we forgot about that, and we're like, you know what, we're too good for that. We're going to cover better stories. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And next thing you know, you got Associated Press rolling in. You can get that on your phone anytime. Right. I can pull it up right now. Why do you want to get in my, the Brookville paper? Okay. Huh? We okay? That was fine. That's Benjamin. That was Benjamin. Benjamin's back. Oh no, that guy from the Spooky Society. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not really from the Spooky Society. I was thinking it's Alan's wiring. No. No. (laughs) No, it's not. That was Benjamin. Hey, Benjamin. Easy on the lights. So, everybody. So this podcast is coming out after Get Spooky. So we'll talk about 
Okay. Everybody should know what who Benjamin is. So. By then. Oh, yeah. By then. So yeah. nobody can know. Everybody's like, what are they talking about? Our lights just all went on and off. Yeah. Just a couple of lights. Not because I was watching the lights back where the food is. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. No. It was pretty spooky. Yeah. So. You know, um, Cassie, the way you addressed is, you know, I, what you're hearing about what we should be saying and what we should, and we, the, the term is we hold the truth to be self-evidence, right? Right. And our, our, our society doesn't talk like that anymore. Right. We don't exercise our, our voice in a truthful manner anymore. We're too much agenda driven. Right. And I, I think it's, it's nice to be able to, and I have to say, I'm scared. Every time I pick up the paper, I'm going to go, please do not be agenda driven. Right. I am. And I, and I appreciate that much from the paper and uh, I'm pretty verbal right, right. no no <laughs> you, when i Ruben? read things and i'm like i don't like it i'm just i say stuff right and uh it's only because i want please I want don't the, make me cry on the podcast no 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 i it's i i want to know the truth i want to know if right. it's but i i don't you know when you go to tell a story and what you you and i were just having a conversation right. and i could say i walked away from that and that's buried right here right. and i could say i've got a thousand thoughts on that right and i i think it's great that you can that's that's the perception and that's the view that you're going towards right and you want people to see you i do i really want our community to know you know the other thing is and and not to get off on a tangent but being out there and seeing firsthand what what people are doing and not just our community but you know i'm madly in love with rush county ripley county and union county i'm a franklin county girl right mm-hmm. so that was one of my questions no, wait wait a minute she left. Yeah, she left the county. Dearborn out. County. Yeah, I, we don't cover Dearborn. <laughs> I know. Hey, I do write for the Beacon, though. Hey, they, all right, yeah, that's yeah. right. They cover over there. Okay. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. yeah, we trade. So I was going to ask you. So you cover all. You report for all the papers. I do. Wow. So I'm the uh, regional correspondent, which is just a not true, a fancy word, but. Um, <laughs> it means your car gets better everywhere. gas mileage. Yeah, no, I get terrible. Your boss is shaking his head. Yeah, of course he is. That's all he ever does to me. Is no. Um, so anyways, yeah, I get to do all of these counties and the, the quality of people is just, it's unreal. And there's so much good for everybody that thinks that the world is just terrible and it's bad and there's nobody good left. Oh, you're so, yes, so that is, so we're talking journalism. Part of that is because that's what they're told, told, right? That's, what that's what's shown. Right. That's what's told. That's what makes money. Well, that's everybody it wants sells. to hear the gloom and doom. It's yeah. just like nobody wants to go see a good movie. They want right. to see a horror movie. Right. right. You know, so what's been fed, I'm going to get political, I know, that's but right. what's been fed to everybody lately is not particularly always news no and and it's surely not a balance between the good news and the bad news i remember back in the day watching the evening news it always ended with a positive note right Right. and and, and half of it was positive to start with it wasn't all negative Uh -uh. i mean there was there was always some you know i talked to 90 news there was always you know some peace talks with this here peace talks here that's right so let's just peace talks what just happened the last couple of weeks? Yes. Major peace talks. Major peace Not talks. talked about in the media right. no. at all. Right. No, because people don't want to hear the good stuff. No. It's no, that's not what. I agree. I, I agree. I don't want to. The media wants to feed that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So to hear that, you're you're looking out for, to me, you're, you're fostering everybody. 
is a big deal. Well, it's a big responsibility. Right. And I think that, you know, Brian and I have had conversations before about different articles and things. And and he said, you know, I don't want you early on in your career, your time here, because my hope is to retire from the paper unless he does get tired of me and fire me um, because I want to stay here. You know, I I love what I do. It's like I don't even I feel guilty like half the time because I'm like, I had so much fun today, you know, but um, I I do want to be able to retire from there. And, And he said, you know, I just don't want you to get on a story that is going to isolate you from the community right off, right, right, right in the right. beginning. That people are going to kind of have this feeling about you. And I said, you know, Brian, I completely agree. And I think that um, that time is going to come. Oh yeah, so. rapidly because I can't, I right. can't turn an eye to anything. Right. And um, I said, but when it does, at the end of the thing, as long as I can say. I did it because it was the right thing to do, whether it was hard or not, as long as it was right. And that was the true reason that we did it. I can sleep at night, you know, and I think that those people will come around because I'm not going to give up on them. Hopefully they will give up on me. If you're putting the facts, if you're putting the facts out there, that's right. That's what more can you do? You can't. You just put the facts out. Yeah. And you don't always have to. And you know what? We are in a small community, so uh, we can use consideration. That's okay. You don't have to put someone on the front page um, every time because they have kids that go to the schools down here and we're not in New York City. Right. We just aren't. Just because you put the facts out doesn't mean everybody's going to agree with them. Right. We don't all right. agree on everything. Right. We agree that uh, it's about time. better. Yeah, Aww, and it's about time on. for another <laughs> cocktail. But, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, it's you got to be able to put the facts out there and let people make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to me, that's what... Well, I think that's, that's the biggest... I think that's the biggest insult in, in yeah. today's journalism You're nationally right. lie is they... They don't. They don't think they can just tell you the truth, and you you work it out in your own. He head. just nailed right. it. It's an right. insult. It they're, is. It's an they're, insult. They're basically saying I'm smarter than you, and I'm going to uh, tell you how you should feel right. about it. Yeah. So, of just saying one, so the same thing is. So you watch you watch a debate, or you watch uh, a speech, or. And then the talking heads come on and tell you what you just yeah. heard yeah. Right. and explain to you what you heard. And it's like, well, I just heard it, so I can think in my I own head. I can think for myself. And figure it out. Yeah. If right. I listen to one, as soon as it's done, I turn it me off. Because I don't need I don't, to hear somebody tell me what I just heard the best, for the last That's the best hours. thing to do. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. And, and research it yourself independently. Right. I mean, you know, exactly. It's like it, now with the COVID, everything that's horrible going on with it. Yeah. One of the best things going on with it that I haven't heard anything about is how many kids are in school locally. I know there's different parts of the country. They're still not. But how many kids are in school locally and how little, really little problems has been happening. And if doing the research on it, that is the best way we're going to save this country. And the fastest way we're going to get out is get these kids out there. Granted. Any any life lost is bad, but right. most ninety, I guess ninety nine point six percent will get it, never know it, and right. that creates that herd immunity. Well, but why don't we hear the good story that's about exactly that? What I was so here, say, is, is I, we have, don't hear that. I have a challenge for you. For me. For you. Okay. So I want you to look back in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. This is a journalistic challenge. Okay. Uh, total deaths. In the United States in 2019 mm-hmm. versus total deaths in 2020. Mm-hmm. Get back to us and let us know what I the figure is. I know what the figure is. Do three years. Uh-huh. Go back three years. Well, you, you, you only got to go back one. Right. But you can go three years to see the you pattern. Want, right. But you want to yeah. see overall deaths, right? Yeah. Overall yeah. deaths. Now, I will say that uh, the guy that we don't have here tonight, Randy... 
That's my numbers guy. And he, yeah. I mean, he takes it serious. Since COVID, we started watching COVID. I was getting on the calls um, back in February. I mean, because the World uh, Health Organization, they were doing right. conference calls on it back then. Right. I'm like, I just want to hear what's going on. You know, right. it was kind of a big deal. Um, so he's been tracking it since the beginning as well. We do have a hard time, though. You'd, you'd be surprised, um, you know, like... The state of Indiana hasn't released 2019 death results breakdown yet. Um, I think the last one up is like 2017. So that's tough. But because yeah. journalism has gotten away from what we're supposed to be doing, no one's right. holding these people accountable. Right. So, Why do they have to put it out? Right. No one's asking for it. So here's part of the problem with COVID. De- so it's not COVID deaths. It's COVID-related deaths. Sure. Right. So here's. So I'm going to give you an example. So I know... Uh, somebody that I work with, a friend of his, mm-hmm. he and his wife were involved in a traffic accident. Unfortunately, his wife passed away in the hospital mm-hmm. from the accident afterwards. Right. At the same time, she had tested positive for COVID. So guess what her cause of death was? COVID. So that goes even further because right. the they were hit in their car. It wasn't right. their fault. Right. So now her deaths related COVID and not accident related. So the they, they had to sue the insurance company to get insurance. Oh. So, <laughs> so it doesn't matter oh, wow. what the, you die from right now. If you, if you have COVID in your system, it doesn't matter what you actually die from. Right. It's considered a COVID right. death. Well, and what's hard about that, I think, too, from my perspective, when I get out and I talk to people, is it's bad for the people that um, are doubting this anyways. I mean, obviously, it just takes every bit of credibility you have away. Right. But also, the people that have experienced it real life and have lost one, yep. it kind of diminishes it for them. So, so you've got a two-fold thing there that's pretty rough. Well, you got so, everything in this room So you got right everything there. in this So I had There you go. I, yeah. I was bad. Right. Three weeks down in right? bed. His brother-in-law died from it. Right. So, and those were truly COVID-related right. issues. It's real. It is. There's no doubt that it's real, but you can't live in fear. No. And the fact it's being, amp- the fear's being amplified by... For different reasons. For different mm-hmm. reasons. Well, so, yeah. it's, again, the government made it monetary. And as soon as that happened, yeah. Yeah. then the numbers get right. completely goofed yeah. up. Right. You know, I mean, my, my dad told me a long time ago, son, follow the money. And, and whenever, whenever you throw money into something, it skews it all. So once the government started giving hospitals and states dollars for every case, the numbers were, you just knew it. I mean, you could predict it, right? So So, here's my prediction from now to the end of the year, there will be no flu related deaths. Right, you're probably putting right. that on record right now. There you're will be no right. flu-related deaths. You're probably right. I got you on the record. Yeah, yeah. So, worldwide. So, 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 so we, uh, there's a there's a couple things that. So, when did you start with the paper? I started just. I just had my one year anniversary. One year, two months. A month ago. One, you say two, one year. Yeah, one month or two months ago. Yeah. So you came in right before the firestorm of COVID. Yes. Oh. And and, and so and so. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, the perspective of of you guys at the paper in covering this, and especially in our little county here, right? And you know how hard we got hit early, right? In this little county, and, and if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, you can go back and listen to our second pod, second, po- second yeah. podcast, and we talked about this because we talked about Alan being sick, we talked about me losing my brother-in-law, right? And you know, oddly enough, we were even saying then that we said, "Come fall." Well, not just that. We were saying 
but we have we have to live life right. and yeah. we, have, we have to we have to we have to find a way through this because at the time uh, again all of us found ourselves as essential employees all yeah, of us were working and outside of Alan getting sick which was unrelated to his workplace right um, we all managed to continue to work in our business con- businesses continue to operate through right. it and so if our businesses can all do that any business can do it you have to be smart about it we, you do. we, we were saying that in with anything and that's I think what we've really lost as a uh, culture is just the common sense so so with the so with the paper how did you guys I mean how did that number one how did that affect how you guys were able to operate number one and how you had to think through the process of how you were reporting information well that is a, a great question because I had no idea what I was doing when um, John left and I kind of took over and then boom COVID hit so now I really don't know what I'm doing right uh, and I think the most important thing was it was just I wanted people to have a place that they could go that they knew whatever they read that day was truthful and whether it was only once a week or not I just wanted them to be able to get that and then the other big thing was and I told Brian it was super important to me it was kind of that integrity piece of like Connorsville put out a note right away and this isn't a bash towards them or anything but just that hey with COVID we might have less less content. You know, our our newspaper's probably gonna be a little bit smaller. We're probably gonna go down pages. And I told Brian, I said, my commitment is, is that we don't do that. You know, let's fill it with something else. If we don't have academics because we're not in school, dang it, let's get with some homeschool parents or something. But let's not give up on our community right Right. now. More than ever, they need engaged. More than ever, they need to see what other people are doing. And, and, And we're okay, you know, and that's our job is we're okay. Like, look what's going on. I would drive down duck creek and that's when 52 was closed and there was no one on the roads and gosh i mean eerie yeah and it but it was beautiful and i'll tell you what the busiest road in franklin county daring i'm gonna make you guys guess the arby's drive through no the busiest <laughs> no alan I knew was gonna go oh, I how did you know me i tell you put your head down immediately put your eyes right oh we got that's people. a whole nother story. Whole story that's funny because uh, a couple people had Arby's before they came here. Oh. Yeah. Now it's jealous. <laughs> I'll bring you some next time I come. Beef and cheddars. Is beef and cheddars. So. Yeah. <laughs> the other day they were out of roast beef down there. Oh. <laughs> For real. I was like, oh, that's okay. I'll get chicken. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ran into it too. Oh, we heard about it for an hour. I, 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 there was we heard it. No, we heard about it for days. I That's true. Be more pleased. You know what? That I was How in the world? Oh no, he left. He left the restaurant. He wouldn't I, satisfy for so, chicken. So yeah, look, so look. I pull up. <laughs> oh God! Two for six. It's be filled right. so I pull It goes up again, the, Mary. I, I pull up to their drive-through and I say, uh, "I have two beef and cheddars." She started, and it. so they go one beef and cheddar. Mm. I said, "No, I, I have two beef and cheddars." Oh uh, yeah, one beef and cheddar. I'm like, well, the two for six. We're out of roast beef. We only got one. At least you got one. I'm sorry. Bullshit. I told him where they put that one. This will all be edited. Not really. And then I got a brand new. 
I got, so a, bad, I got a brand new truck, and man, that sucker can peel yeah. rubber. I was going to say, you know those tire marks you saw yeah. when you pulled out? That was from that his was truck. Him. So I got to tell you, how can you have a roast beef restaurant and not have Listen. freaking roast beef at 3 o'clock I'm in the afternoon? Be, I'm going to step in here for Arby's defense because I'll tell you, when I worked at Joe's Crab Shack and we'd have a busy weekend. We're not talking about crabs. We're Listen. talking about roast beef and in you, Brookville, Indiana. And you run out of crab at Joe's Crab Shack? Yeah, okay. Ooh, no, um, mad. Roast beef. That's the only thing you do. It's roast fries. beef in Brookville, curly Indiana. Fries. He's an egg. As long as you, if you yeah, have curly, curly fries. fries. He's and, not going to listen to the truth. Hey, <laughs> Alan. And peach shakes. And the mocha shakes or whatever they're oh, called. The peach, mocha. Oh, the peach shakes. Uh, so I contacted uh, Arby's um, corporate. corporate. Of course he did. I told him if they needed somebody to manage them, mm-hmm. don't call me, but I can tell you how to do it. Right. That's if your cooker only cooks so, so fast, so start start another one. <laughs> So, so wait a minute. I'm back up. Oh, wow. How we got here I'm was sorry. the busiest road in Franklin, Franklin County. County. Yeah. So anyway, ask your question again. Okay. What do you think was the busiest road in Franklin County during the heat of the quarantine? What do I think the busiest road was? Yeah. I'm just driving down backcountry roads, taking pictures and stuff. And I'm telling you, there's a road that was rocking. Was there a liquor store on it? No. It's no. probably Pipe Creek. <laughs> That's a good guess, but it wasn't. Okay. Okay, you got us. You got I don't us. Know. No, you just guessed something. Duck Creek. I, I can't because I was like in bed for three weeks. Oh, I yeah. wasn't driving. Okay, it's not fair. Bushy Road. Really? I'm talking fishing. Well, 52 is closed. Yeah, but they were all out. Like, they were out at their ponds. They were out, like, talking to each other, like, on both sides of the road. It Bushy was, Road was. <laughs> I'm wild out there. Those, I don't know who. I was literally Were like, they socially distancing? Where Katie no. They were Katie socially distancing. I think I'm going to have uh, to go out here more often because, like, it just was a, all the way down the road. Just got to stop at houses and knock on the door and say, hey, what's, hey, what's, what's happening out here? I were at yeah. some pretty good parties on Bushy Road when I was young. Yeah. Yeah. TMI. TMI. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, was, right. that was a long time ago, though, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was one. We got way off subject, but it's been fun. So is there anything else related to journalism? Right. You, you want to ask Cassie? Well, I mean, I asked it before is, do you feel the pressure of, since you are weekly, mm-hmm. I guess it relieves you of the pressure of being now rather than being right. So do you enjoy not having that pressure or do well, you... Lack or want that pressure? Right now, I don't know because um, with us opening the new newspapers, I just kind of wrap my arms around it and try to wrestle it down the best I can and just get these papers out every week, you know. So uh, right now, we're kind of in that that point. Um, So we'll see. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. Well, I I think it's a tough question for her because she didn't come from a journalism background. That's true. So she's so for her, it's just real and what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it's true. And um, you know, so. But I think that on the broader stage, Mm -hmm. I think that is what is driving for a better word, the lack of journalism well, is because I got to be now, not right. And you know what? I think that you're absolutely right in the sense that we we did get to a point where we said, you know, we're going to be the first, we're going to be the best, we're going to be the fastest, the smartest, all of those things. And as we as we did that, we just, like I said earlier, we just kind of forgot who we were. Well, you lose substance when you do all you that. You do. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, you know what? Sometimes I do feel that nerve, nerve-wracking of like, Oh, I'm not going to get this story out yet. But now that I've got a little bit of time under my belt, I realize the story that we're going to put out, you're not even going to remember the other one by the time it comes because right. it's going to have 
all the who, what, where, when, how it happened, um, and and just all kinds of meat inside there. So I, I think that now I feel a lot more confident in just our, our team, our staff, our ability that I know that it's worth the wait. And I hope that newspapers make a resurgence, and I hope we're doing daily news again well, at some point. I, you know, I think, again, when we look at nationally, what, what I've what I've learned is in the last several years of watching the national media is when the story breaks and as crazy as it sounds, wait till tomorrow till the real facts come out because that wasn't it and that wasn't the whole story. And the difference being is with what you guys are doing because what we talk about is it's a weekly paper. You're not in that, you're not in that rush number one to get it out. Right. Unfortunately, I think too much of our population grabs the first line right. and doesn't allow and doesn't allow and doesn't dig into the true line. Absolutely. Well, and, or don't even read it at all. Read the headline. Yeah, it's black bold and they type. know what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. bold type education. I mean, I, you see it on social media on different news sites that the headline and I go read it. So you you read the headline and then you read the story and you go that's not even. Well, that's, that's not even right. what the story was about. Exactly. So how did well, you? Because it's a Alan, sales. It's Alan a sales. Actually, right, it's a sales pitch. I actually, actually busted me one day because I was like, I was slipping through one day and seeing this. Said, "Wow, look, check us out." Ellen's like, uh, "Go back and read that room." I yeah. didn't read it, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, why did I do that? I don't yeah, even so it was something, that, right? I can't remember because what it was. Because you, you're silly, trained. Right? Something because silly that was debunked. It was debunked. It wasn't true. Right? Mm-hmm. You've and been like, conditioned. Yeah, you did. You're like, hey, you need to go. And I didn't read the article. You're right. I didn't Rube, read the article. You've right. been conditioned yeah. like the rest of us. Sure, and yeah. Like most yeah. of the population. And hopefully um, the population is starting to learn. I mean, ho- hopefully the experiences over the last several years when the truth comes out and people yeah. say, you know, why didn't I, why didn't I slow down before I started right. making my decision and thought yeah. process? Right. And then, then hopefully that drives the market to start getting it back to right. I, I completely agree. And I think it's going to take people holding, uh, journalism and newspapers accountable. I really do. Uh, you know, we saw it when, when we did go into Batesville and we went into Rushville, uh, you know, and I went in and I told Brian, like, you know, I'm a big softie. I found out they closed down. I just brought tears to my eyes, broke my heart. I couldn't believe that they lost their hometown papers. Called Brian, told him about it, let it seek in, because he's one of those guys that, like, I does better if I let him think it's, like, his idea. So I, I just called him and I said... Hey, Brian, have another cocktail. This all works out, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a good thing, Brian. I'm in so much trouble later, but hey, I can yeah. do it right now. No, that's all good. No. We're going to get him up here to talk about uh, no. Van Halen. Van Halen and he'll forget. Yeah. Cassie, yeah. all of us that have been successful in, in, in any kind of business that we're involved in learn to let the boss think it was his idea. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. It's the best. That's why I let my wife think everything's her idea <laughs> in the garage, too. You're brave. We work together every day. so Yeah. Me and my husband used to work together too. I'd be like, I'll kill you. I'll put my hands on you. You know, and like. Oh, those days happen. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they happen. Guests would walk back and I'd be like, hi, guys. Yeah, we love each other. And I'd be like, you know, like I thought I heard a pan get thrown back. Here, yeah, right? oh, I'm sure. Cast arm. I'm Bang. sure. Yeah, I was not always nice. All right, so guys, got anything else for Cassie? No, one thing I want to say. I want to go all the way back to the farm house, mm-hmm. and I ate there. I ate there a few times. Good. And what I what I can recall, it was one of the most. It was one of the best experiences in dining that I can imagine. Agree. 
agree. It was. So, Absolutely. And, and, you know, until you mentioned it here, I didn't realize that was you. Yeah. You and your family. Right. And um, I was... Even, even you know, again, I'm kind of on the other side of the county, so sure. it's not convenient to go. Yeah. You know, I think I think that was probably your problem, I right? Location, so yeah. location, and yeah. and that was was tough it for is. you guys. Yeah. But man, I'll tell you what that that restaurant and Thank that you. service and that food in the right place the would have just been unbelievable. Here, we loved it. Yeah. So here's we what's sad. It. So <clears throat> their restaurant and other restaurants locally who haven't made it. We like to say it's because of location. But people will drive past those restaurants to go to a place in Cincinnati yeah. Yeah. or a place in Indianapolis, and they forget about the hometown right. places. Right, because right. they right. want to go to that name. They want to tell their friends, right. I went to right. whatever. I right. just yeah. can't say enough being right. in the newspaper business and going and, and finding out. No business. It's so neat when a hometown business opens up. It's not just because they opened a business. It's like there's so much behind it, whether it's their grandpa inspired them or, you know, a family member that, that passed it along or whatever it is. It's just this this true passion. And so when you go in and you shop there, you eat there, I mean, you're complimenting them. They're like, thank right. you. They It means right. so much. I can believe sometimes people come. I'm like, we got a line out the door at the farmhouse. This oh. is awesome, you know. So I think that the more that we can rally behind, even if you spend a few extra dollars to stay right. in Brookville, right, right, let's take care of each we other. Know, and, you know, your paper is just like a restaurant. Okay, yeah. if you offer a good product, right, and it's quality and it's consistency, right. people will continue, right? Yeah. And that's just the way it is. It but, is. You know, and I, I, I think that. You know, I've seen where the paper's gone in the last two years, and I'm I'm pleased with it. I read I read your articles and stuff, and I think you're a great writer. And Thank you. I, I think the quality of the writing's gotten better, and I love the the changes that are being made. And I think you're shooting towards the youth. I think yeah. it's really good. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys should be proud of what you did. I think. Thank you. I think you possibly rescued something that was going to be gone. Well, I I hope so, and that would that's the biggest compliment. That means the most to me. I can say out of anything. Yeah. I sit in there sometimes at night, and there's all these just drawers of history down there. And I could just pinch oh. myself. I mean, mm. it's just, it's, it's, right. it's overwhelming. Yeah. Right. It is. Yeah. It is. So, so I'll tell you what, we've had a good time talking yes. to everybody from Whitewater Public. So uh, this is going to be a couple podcasts, actually. So <laughs> for, for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and our special guest, Cassie Garrett. And we'll talk to you soon. Oh, yeah, you're cruising down a road, not a care in the world. Then all of a sudden, what is that sound? That's coming from my car? You know what you better do? You better go see our friends at Hoosier Foreign Auto Service. They'll take care of you. Give them a call. They're located in St. Leon, Indiana. 812-576-2181. And get that sound fixed. So when you're driving down the road, sounds more like this once again go see our friends over at hoosier foreign auto service you can find them on facebook or give them a shout 812-576-2181 and get that cowbell fixed because not everyone needs more cowbell All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and our special guest, Brian Noah. So we're just finishing up talking about Whitewater Publications, and uh, it's been great. We've had a couple of the reporters on, 
their graphic guy. Great and, night. And we just wanted to, to round it up with Brian here. Uh, so, you know, I got to tell you, it was a refreshing talking to, to everybody. I knew McKenna and Chris. I did not know Cassie. And uh, I'll be honest, it's like a breath of fresh air compared to most journalism out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I needed and that. McKenna is too. I mean, they're both, you've got a great team there. Great you got team. two generations there. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of two generations there. So you got a different perspective from both. And to hear the. To hear the same thing coming from both of them as far as the journalistic integrity is is great to hear. And, and this is what I've been living with for the past year. And, right. and so I, I'm very lucky to have this, to have someone that's not schooled in journalism that has the passion for what we're doing. And right. knows, uh, as she said, uh, when I do the right thing, I can sleep at night. And then we have McKenna that has been schooled in it and knows the right thing to do and knows not to follow what what you guys were talking about with the national media and putting out a sensational headline only to not deliver on the story. Right. And, and, and that's where we're at. Uh, I, I said from the very beginning, let's not do anything sensational. We, we want to sell, sell papers, but let's sell them with a story. Let's sell them with a photo, but let's not sell them with a sensational headline. That's right. not us. Right. Good deal. Good it's great. Deal. So is there anything else you guys like to ask, Brian? I don't think so. It was a great night. I uh, totally enjoyed uh, the entire crew that you work with, and you've uh, you put together. I think you put a, to, to put together a great team, uh, some, uh, some with experience, some without experience, and some with some education. But what I like about it is there's a root there. It roots into the county, and I think that's huge. And I, I'm walking away tonight thinking – uh, positive things about the Brookville uh, paper and Whitewater publication. And, and one of those uh, people that weren't here tonight that you would have had to drag answers out of and and go on and on to get him to say one or two words is uh, Will Failinger. And Will Failinger used to work at the Batesville uh, Herald Tribune uh, before they took that away. But but we plucked him from there. Uh, he's a you know, he's a friend of mine. Uh, he's a year behind me in school and was, has been a friend of mine since since grade school in St. Michael's. And uh, right now you've got a guy in Will that is coordinating five high schools. He went from no sports because of COVID to, okay, let's try this sport, this sport, this sport, and this sport. And then let's times that by five for him. Uh, and, and, and when we brought him on, uh, you know, everybody was like, well, why don't you put him in charge of Batesville? Or why don't you put him in charge of Rushville? Or why don't you let him run his own paper? He could absolutely do that. But I need him at the nerve center. I need, right. him, to, I need him to be able to take care of five sports times five schools. And, and he does that like it's effortless. Now, he did send me to Rising Sun last night to shoot – Oldenburg uh, soccer. Rising Sun soccer. Yeah, um, but that's the way it works. And right. that, that's the way it works in a, in, a, in a community like this, and that's the way it works in a small newspaper. Right. What do you need help with, Will? And everybody gets in line. Chris gets in line. I get in line. We've got Randy that does Liberty that will do – it doesn't matter what, you know, what school he's doing. He'll go and shoot it. It doesn't matter what sport, he'll go and shoot it, and and, and everybody's been like that, and so so that's been really good with uh, you know certainly with uh, Will, right, and uh, and and just to 
to kind of go piggyback on something that uh, that Ruben said earlier, um, he was talking about, and everybody's been talking about, you know, newspapers are dying, and and Ruben mentioned the word rescue. We were rescued. We really were. Now, as a newspaper, I don't think we were doing the right things. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons that, that I purchased the paper. That's one of the reasons uh, Mick purchased the paper as well. And, you know, we didn't want it to leave this community. We wanted to keep it as a community newspaper and didn't want it to go with the stories that, that are Copy national. paste. Yeah, the Associated Press, all of that right. stuff. Um, so, so we kept an eye on it and we purchased. Now, the, the, the business end of this is we were rescued. We were rescued by something called the Opportunity Zone. The Opportunity Zone is not very big. You may see, and as Alan said, he doesn't like to get into politics, but you may see Trump get into this later. Uh, but he signed uh, a bill uh, that had the Opportunity Zone on it. What the Opportunity Zone did is, it's not just for Brookville, but it's, it's across the uh, United States. And it'll, it identified opportunity zones. Where can we reinvest money into our communities? And Brookville was listed as an opportunity zone. So we were lucky to have Jenny Wills and Mick Wills take the paperwork, fill out the paperwork, get things started, and be really the first in what we found out today, because, yeah, I don't know if you put dates on here, but... Uh, but today's date, we uh, we did the Valley House Flats opening. Valley House Flats opening was Opportunity Zone money. So they spent Opportunity Zone money for that. Uh, they've spent Opportunity Zone money for the hotel that's coming to Brookville. And they spent Opportunity Zone money on the newspaper. How that works. Just pretty simple. They had a big company, uh, Sure Seal in Cincinnati. And, and I don't know the numbers, but I'm, I'm going to just, we'll just kind of go through them. They thought they were going to sell the company for $20 million. Let's just throw out that number. Well, they sold it for two times that. I, I don't know if those are the right numbers, but that's what happened. So then they've got all this money. And uh, what the Opportunity Zone allows is this is a tax shelter for like capital gains tax. So what they do is whatever they paid for the newspaper so they're they paid for half i paid for you know a part of it so that we could be partners whatever they put into it not only uh did they pay that and we've got a newspaper that's up and running and still running because it was about to fold they have to put in because of the opportunities on money whatever they whatever they paid for it they have to put that in in the next 30 months so we upgraded our computers our building, our staff, our everything. And that is, that, that's not something that all these other newspapers out there have the advantage of doing. Right, right. So I know a little bit about the Opportunity Zone. Sure. So I know a little bit about everything, I guess, but the Opportunity Zone of funding and bill was meant to for people to reinvest back into the community. Correct. Uh, that was that was really the sole purpose. It allowed capital gains taxes to be redirected to be invested and not taxed like it normally would be. Correct. So, um, I mean, you you mentioned that, that President Trump, yeah, he's the one to sign that. 
And that's part of what, you know, making America great again. His phrase was reinvesting back in our communities. That's right. And that's exactly what, you know, Mick and and Jenny did. They reinvested back. So it's and and, and it's it's helped Brookville in numerous ways. You talked about the Valley House. Um that's with several other partners as well, and then the sure. new cobblestone hotel. hotel. Yes, I mean, so. look at the jobs created. Where if that tax money would have went back to the federal government, wherever. So it's not tax money. It's their. It's, it's, their, it's their, their capital. Exactly. But it was their capital gains tax, yeah. right? No, it's. But the, they would have been taxed on it, right? If they didn't right. use it, so it's a it's a way to say it's a win win. Yeah, so instead of being taxed on it, that money goes relief. away and nothing right. happens. It lets you use right. that money. And grow a community and then create how many jobs, which in turn creates more tax base for them to get in the end. So, right. yeah, it, and, people don't see that. Yeah, and so, and, and I think uh, the other thing is to understand it's just, just isn't just Brookville. I mean, no, we, it's, it's, so, it's, across, it's, so it's across the country, and you see these are these little pockets of opportunity zones. But here locally, we can see it happening. I well, mean, the, we, yeah. we, we physically are seeing it happen. Well, and it allows the upper um, entrepreneurs to dig into the and invest in their county with these capital gain spending. So, I think right. Yeah. So, right. And there's a couple differences with this. So, uh, yeah, we're Brookville, and we're not very big. But we had someone like Jenny with the wherewithal right. to say, okay, I'll be the first to do this. That's fine. And it's not to be the first, but it's just, I'm going to fill out this paperwork. I'm going to get this done and we're going to get projects done. And the Valley house flats might be the first in the country that has been completed with the opportunities. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's that, it's that big. Uh, and it's if everyone else would sit down and look at it and take the time to, to go through it. Yeah. So, Trying to be non-political. Sure. So the problem, the it's not the problem. It's the uh, opportunity for improvement is that since President Trump signed the bill, there are some people that won't even look at it right. and don't understand don't the benefits that are there about it. That's right. You know, it doesn't matter who signed it in. Here, here is a bill that's put in place to help small communities like ours. And I don't care if you're a Democrat, a Republican, or an Independent. It's an opportunity to make the community better. That's exactly right. Create more jobs. Keep your community exactly. alive. Keep these young kids, you know, these young kids home. Let them have a they have an opportunity to stay home. Right. Have a good job. Have a life, and live well, pretty think, good. You know, and, think, a, and a good life. So I think our podcast or our couple podcasts that we, we get out of this, I think that's a that's a good indicator of. What you guys are doing at the paper is seeing young people that grew up here stay, staying here, and or come, here. come back, or come back, coming back yeah. and contributing here in our little community. And I mean, I can't thank you enough, and and both Mick and Jenny Wills for for rescuing the paper, rescuing my hometown paper that I grew up with, along with. Again, what we're seeing the investment in this community right here in little old Franklin County, Indiana. Right. And, and you know, um, it's, you know, again, you know, part of, part of my life I had moved away. I moved to Cincinnati, moved to northern Kentucky, and moved back here to raise my children. And, and I think it's a wonderful place to raise a family. Absolutely. Yep. We've... 
we've seen uh, part of that be a struggle with business, local business, um, and and to kind of see that start to be revitalized through these through the investment of some of these local people right now along with some help from the from the government through these through these uh, I, I don't know I guess you call them grants or what sure. what have you they're kind of matching up right right um, to bring these small communities back because boy I tell you what I mean these little pockets of life around the country are what I think our country is about and is what is best about our country. That's right. So and, and so, for raising for raising families, wholesome families everywhere. Right. right. So so a couple of things you mentioned. So November two years ago, you can pull up the, the newspaper and see that they were at their wits end. And and when we purchased the paper in June of nineteen, I I would venture to say they were six they were probably six months from starting to lay people off. They were 12 months from shutting down. And that's that's being generous on my part. I really think it was coming sooner than that if it wasn't for the Opportunity Zone uh, money. And and when you, when you talk about Opportunity Zone, when you talk about Mick and Jenny Wills, um, something will come out that you guys will see in a, in a book that a guy wrote uh, from New York. And, and their comment, and if you don't see it in the paper before you see it uh, in a book, you know, their comment is, yeah, we could save all this money for retirement. We absolutely could. And then our kids, you know, will be gone. Our kids would spend it on whatever they wanted. And we trust our kids to do that. And that's fine. But by doing it the way we've done it, we get to see the fruits of our labor. We get to enjoy seeing this community rebuilt in certain areas and that's what we wanted and we didn't we didn't think about retirement we thought about the community and we thought about this is what we're going to do and that's what they've done you know we just talked about this this uh, act of this tax act and this uh, growing of the local community and we talked about the efforts of trying to get people we just interviewed three people that work locally two young one return, all right? They stayed in their hometown, and they're working for this paper, and a lady returned to her hometown and is working for this paper now. We have that in front of us tonight to witness to prove that saving of something like the Brookville paper can do for this community. And that's not even taken account of keeping you there and the other people that are already in your office. How many are in your office total? Nine? Uh, there's a, there's eight or nine, but okay. we have uh, you know we have six or seven other stringers that... Right. Uh, that that are around Union County, Ripley County, and okay. and, uh, and, so, and and uh, Rush County. So Jeff and Dwayne, you guys said going into this a few minutes, just a few minutes ago, that the opportunity for people to come here and stay, or not to leave town and to work here, is happening. And we witnessed it tonight in these interviews. And that's something that the audience needs to know, our listeners need to know, that it's it's these type of government decisions. That benefits little towns like us. Well, and, 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 and beyond that, it takes it takes individuals like this yes, guy right, and right. Wilses to step up. And hope, right. hopefully, what happens is that 
whether through this broadcast or however else we can get this information out that other communities yes, and other exactly. pe- and right. other people with the means to be able to do similar things right. in other parts of the state and the country right hopefully this blooms and, and i think right. you i think you heard it from cassie but you know my story is not much different you know my wife and i had great jobs in indy and it was just time to move right. back to Brookville and do what we're doing. Yeah. And and it wasn't me that was pushing it that's from here. It was her that said, it's time. It's time, as you said, to raise our children, which we have one, to raise him in Franklin County. And I thought he was going to be a guitar player, but he turned into a drummer. He's a drummer. He's a <laughs> Holy ki- he is a killer, heck? killer drummer. I mean, I moved away. I moved back. Drummers get the girls. Jeff moved away. They get the girls. They do. They do. Whether they have one arm or whether they have both, it doesn't matter. Alan. Alan moved away. Alan moved away and moved back. So I, I, I gotta say, you know, I'm hoping Mick and Jenny listen to our podcast. I don't know if they do. They will. I'll make sure. So uh, Mick gave me the opportunity to expand the Sugar Shack Jerky operation. Um, You know, you know, we were small. just doing a little bit here and there he said hey use my commercial kitchen um you know no charge just give me some money for sundries and you can make your jerky here so what that led to is is a lot of jerky and unfortunately due to the covid 19 virus not everybody's been able to see what's about to happen um i'll let everybody know a little bit um i was able to from that, uh, our jerky's going to be mass-produced, uh, distributed, you know, quite honestly, all over the country. Uh, and all of that I can attribute to Mick, you know, saying, hey, use my commercial kitchen. You know, my partner Joey and I would go down at 5.30 on Saturday mornings and do jerky because uh, third place was open, you know, Friday nights. And then Saturday they would do events, but early Saturday morning we could get in there to do jerky. So it's funny we were doing we've been doing jerky a couple of times, and they'd be doing wedding receptions on Saturday. Like, man, it smells good in here. What's that from? <laughs> well, that was from forty pounds of jerky in the basement. Uh, but you know, it's unfortunate the whole COVID thing because it's delayed everything uh, production wise. But because of him giving us the opportunity to to mass produce in their commercial kitchen we were uh, were able to expand now so and that's a good point alan and and uh when i moved back to brookville i was told hey in 30 years things have changed mm-hmm. and here's what you need to know you need to know whether you own one business or whether you own six businesses in this town you're not liked and and i'm like what, what are you talking about it's like no it doesn't matter one business or six businesses people think that you're after money and I said, I need to get the word out that Mick and Jenny don't need the money. They're, no, they, they, are, they, money. Are, they no. are here in once, fact, a, once in a generation, once in a lifetime, whatever, to help this community. In, in fact, I was looking for, I wanted to, to buy a building and yeah. do a storefront in town. And, and, and then within the building, do the jerky manufacturing. Uh, and, and I mean, he helped. We looked at several properties. He'd call me and say, hey, this one's available. You know, none of them, unfortunately, worked out. Right. Uh, and it was for the better because I'm able to do it at a lower price point, quite honestly. Uh, and with a manufacturer, that that's all they do is jerky. Not that I don't want to eventually do a storefront in town. 
a general store type deal. Um, I got a building for you. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, you know, the rusty nail speakeasy could expand. Yeah, it's a little tight. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's so, It's time. I'm <laughs> thinking public, public window with people standing outside. Oh, no, 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 no. One, <laughs> one, oh, yeah. No, no, one side of it's a house. We, yeah, we you walk in, and I got this. He's got, got it all planned out. Yeah. Mary just don't know yet. No, she knows, too. Oh, she knows. <laughs> just not the right price point yet. Yeah. But, you know, <clears throat> when you can give back to the community and help the community, and Mick does it and doesn't want to be really recognized that right. he does it, uh, I well, mean, he's been doing it for a couple decades now too. Yeah, it's 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 um, you know you walk by there. He's got a few signs there by the pit, and our signs one of them is Sugar Shack, and the rest of them are there. And people really don't pay any attention to them. But you know, people w- would have gotten the the jerky, and we sold hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds of jerky because he said, "Hey, uh, let me help you out here a little bit," and, and all. And I tried to give him extra money. All sure. he wanted was some money for the sundries. I mean, we provided, you know, everything else. And uh, he goes, just mark your equipment. So that we ever, if something happens to me, they all know it's your equipment. And, and you know, you, uh, where, where are you going to find that? Right. You won't if you're not in a small town. And I'll tell you, Alan, um, and whether this makes a podcast or not. So, so a couple of days ago, uh, Mix father 94 years old has stroke and uh something i talked to him today about is he said i wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him and he said what and to your point of he doesn't want any recognition for this he was still deflecting it and saying you know what my dad has done more for this community than what i've done and people just don't know him. Right. Right. People see me, right. Right. but I wouldn't be here doing right. this today if it wasn't for him. So, right. so, and we've all got that. We've all got that. But that's yeah. that's his story. So I hesitate to tell this story, but I'm going to. So Mick's cousin owns Fry Electric, which is a major electrical company. Found that out last week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my first job. So. Tom Fry from Fry Electric and I myself thinked about a $2 million deal on a handshake because of he was Mick's cousin and he knew I and Mick had great and we weren't we didn't have the final deals worked out at all but we, just a handshake a handshake because yep. of you know the general acquaintance he Mick had told him about me vice versa and we sat down and a, and a handshake did a $2 million deal um that speaks volumes to Mick's integrity and his family's integrity. Um, you know, quite honestly, nowadays most people wouldn't do a handshake deal, but no. we did, and then, and then we did the paperwork, and it was all we were all good. So, and, and we're we're the same way with the with the newspaper. It was like, let's just let's do this. We're right. not going to let a chain come in here and take this right. paper. Um, and it was a handshake deal, and we will figure this out, and we have. Right. So I'll tell you what, we've had a good – this has been awesome. Yep. You know, and I, I think maybe next year at this time we get together to talk more about the newspaper, get Let's everybody back in there. Yeah, and, so. and, of course, we invited all of you to our live broadcast. So it would be a good time. Well, so, I, I, if I can jump in, just because we do have listeners all over the country. You know, oh, wow. we're this little community in southeast Indiana here. And there are communities like this all over the country. So if you're if you're hearing this, just understand there's 
you know, there's hope for your community. If you, if you feel like your community's struggling, um, you know, hopefully you have the right people or you are the right people to step up and make it happen in your community way. Absolutely. You know, some of these people, uh, have the opportunities have are out, out there. Yeah, knock on doors. Correct. Go get yeah. it. You can't you can't do it from your home or your computer screen. You need to sometimes like something like this, you need to get out in front of people, find that person. And like I was telling them earlier, I don't remember who I was telling it to, it means a lot to get off your phone, computer, and walk in a door and say, Hey, this is my and look them in the eye and say, Hey, this is a thought I have. And if you if you're in that small town and you know the person who could be that Savior, go talk to them and just say, "Hey, this is some of my ideas I have, and what do you think?" Um, you know, it's it's amazing face to face contact. How much more impactful that is on a person than send them an email or a phone message or something like that. They just, you know, it, it, it in all walks of life from everything you do, face to face is so much more uh, okay, so much more right, power. You're absolutely right. We get the face to face that comes through the door. And what else is cool is we also get the snail mail. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, right. and my job is to return every morning whatever mail is sitting in front of me to return that in snail mail form uh, to them. And that makes all the difference. And it, it is absolutely, I would like to see this. I'd like to see that. This would be a great change. And you wouldn't believe the ideas we get. Right. And it's what... And, and that's personal. That's through sale, snail mail, like you said, or face-to-face. That's when you get the real conversations. Right. It's not through an email that somebody, okay, I'll send this and I'll check it delete, off my list. Delete, delete, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. absolutely. I mean, we all do it every morning. We you do. look at your list going, we do. X, X, X. Oh, you I'm have done. no idea. I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's 9 o'clock and right. I'm done for the day. Yeah. yeah. No. Ruben, you got something? Yeah, I have uh, one last thing, and this is to all the listeners out there. If you want a good gift for your family, um, relatives in another town, or someone you know that grew up in Brookville area, or just knows the people in the area, consider buying them a subscription to the paper. Any can, paper, anywhere any, in any the paper, country. Yeah. Even in your yeah. local yeah, paper. Yeah, wherever yeah. you're at in the country, find your local newspaper your and local. send it, give it to your family member that's moved away. And yeah. if you want to learn more about Brookville, then you uh, jump on, am I right, www.whitewaterpub.com. Is that correct? Whitewater Pub, Whitewater Publications, Brookville, Indiana. You hit any one of those. Yeah, I'll, we, I'll put all that it. on the wrap-up so it. everybody has it. And it'll be embedded in the, the podcast as well. So Great. one link and they hit it. So I tell you what, we've had a great time talking about the newspaper. I'm here with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, Brian Noah, and I'm Alan Stanger. And you've been listening to Cross the Line, 1524. I tell you what, what a great, great podcast uh, these last two podcasts have been with Whitewater Publications. Uh, this episode here, of course, was with Cassie Garrett and Brian Noah to wrap it up. Uh, a lot of great information, a lot of great insight into the news, quite honestly. Uh, a lot of people are sick of the news. This is more of an uplifting. This is our local newspaper, and all your towns out there have local newspapers. Give them a chance. Go out there and, uh, you know, if there's a story you want to hear, let them know about it. Uh, it's great to hear um, reporters, you know, 
trying to look for the truth in the news. That's all I'm going to say. Um, a couple other things. If you're a local to the Franklin County area, make sure you give the uh, Democrat and, or the American uh, a look-see. Uh, they're available at all the stores. They're available online. It's a great little hometown newspaper. If you'd like to drop them a line, uh, their website's www.whitewaterpublications.com. You can get on there and uh, hit the contact uh, tab and drop them a line. So we've had a couple great weekends. I got to tell you, uh, I'm still recovering from last week. We recorded our podcast at Crazy Dogs in Brookville. There wasn't an empty seat in the house. Um, I, I don't know who was more shocked, uh, the, us from Cross the Line 1524 or uh, Michael Rose, the owner of Crazy Dogs. And nobody expected the turnout we had. Uh, and we'd like to thank you guys, the listeners, for that because that's who turned out. It was phenomenal, had a great time, and we'll do it again sometime. This next weekend, we're also going to be on the road. We're headed to Bardstown, Kentucky. All of you know that we love our bourbon, so we're headed down to Bardstown, and we're actually going to do the podcast from the jail cells that are left from the Jailer's Inn. It's a um, spooky time, you might say. That's a haunted uh, bed and breakfast, and they still got cells there. We're going to do the podcast from there. Please uh, take the time to leave us a uh, comment or a five-star rating on whatever app you're using to listen to us. It just helps us promote the podcast more. The higher the ratings, uh, the higher up in the search engine it goes for people who've never listened to us and are looking for a new podcast. If you'd like to make contact with us, email us directly at podcast at cross the line 1524. So for Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Cross the Line, 